Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Here on Money FM 89.3, I'm Clarissa Monter for the workday afternoon recently to mark World Food Day on the 16th of October. A study was published in the European Heart Journal, which reported that more than two thirds of deaths worldwide from heart attacks and angina collectively call ischemic heart disease could be prevented with healthier diets. Today on Health Suites, we speak to Dr. Michael McDonald from the Harley Street Heart and Vascular Centre to talk more about the dangers of poor diet and what can be done to prevent both ourselves and our loved ones from a premature death from cardiovascular disease. Coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. Now, Singaporeans, we love our food, and so this is an important conversation about the link between cardiovascular disease and what we eat. I'm joined on the phone by Dr. Michael McDonald from the Harley Street Heart and Vascular Center. For more, Doctor, welcome back to the show. Hi, Clarissa. Thanks for having me on again. It's uh, our pleasure. Were you surprised at the results that two-thirds of heart disease deaths could you know, have been prevented with dietary no. changes. Well, not not prevented, but, you know, the dietary changes were so much a part no, no, of it. Yeah, Claire, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that surprising. Um, no. <laughs> when we look at, when you look at the way strokes and heart attacks have increased over the last, you know, in the last um, 50 years, it's, it's, it's to do with the way that we, we live our lives now. It's the way that we've gone from, you know, whole foods to processed foods, and we have gone from being very active to being very sedentary. And all the disease that we see in our office generally has some kind of basis in, in the lifestyle of the patients. So it's not, it really isn't that surprising that, um, that we could have present, prevented two-thirds. I actually thought it would probably be more. Really? Yeah. yeah I, thought, I was thinking maybe 80% would have been prevented by dietary changes. Okay. Um, what about our diets? <laughs> bad for us it's like where do you where do you start <laughs> there's so many issues so ba- right basically i think that the key dietary aspects we, if we're thinking specifically cardiovascular disease the biggest problem i think is number one processed foods we have gone from having a, a diet which was largely whole foods to being um packaged pre-packaged processed and when people process foods, they remove all the good things. So they remove all the fiber, they remove all kind of the, the whole grains, and they leave you with all the kind of the, the processed components, like just pure sugars. So I think that is the first, the first thing is the processing of food that has, that has um, led to big issues with our diet. Well, a lot of us, because of the lives that we lead, we, we spend our entire work days in front of computers we're not cooking for ourselves. So that definitely has made a change in the way we eat and what we have accessible to us. And of course, there is the snacking while we're in front of that computer, chips and what have you. Yeah, You're saying no to that. Yeah, I mean, the simplest advice I try and... I mean, let's, let's face it, dietary advice is not easy. There are so many different diets out there and trying to stick to them is incredibly difficult. So we need to try and simplify advice as much as possible. Mm-hmm. One of the simplest things is, is if, it's in, if it comes in a packet, don't eat it. Everything <laughs> comes in a packet, doctor. Everything. <laughs> no, but like, well, your broccoli probably doesn't come in a packet. Um, 
and you know vegetables and fruit don't come in packets uh, but anything that's got a list of ingredients in a, in a packet you probably should avoid um, eating it if you can and that that's a very simple rule and that will immediately eliminate you know sweets crisps packaged drinks all these kind of things that's, that's a very simple way to kind of approach your your eating but you are changing uh, just with that one simple approach you are changing everybody i and i, I think i i can honestly say everybody's um eating habits at some point we're going to reach for that packet of crisp whether yeah. we're in front of the tv or in front of the computer everyone's going to reach out for that packaged drink are you saying eliminate it or are you saying control it you'll try and try and reduce it and maybe if you just go for a kind of 80 20 so 80 percent of the time you don't have processed foods and 20 percent of the time you kind of give yourself a little bit of a break but i i guess i mean it's, it's replacing things as well so if you're if you're used to reaching for packets of crisps and chips and sweets you know instead have some maybe nuts nuts around to, to replace it the, the the most healthy diet that uh, that is available, which this, and it's a style of eating rather than being a diet, is something called the Mediterranean style of eating. And the, the reason why I point this one out is because it's uh, it's been studied in, in clinical trials and it's been shown to reduce uh, heart attack and stroke. And it's, it's a really kind of broadly general way of eating and it's basically lots of um, vegetables with some fruit, a small amount of red meat, plenty of fish, and lots of legumes and nuts and seeds and plenty of olive oil. And if you kind of stick to that kind of way of eating, that kind of style of eating, you, you can't go far wrong. Okay, that actually sounds quite doable, but that's just me. We're speaking with Dr. Michael McDonald from the Harley Street Heart and Vascular Center. Okay, we all really actually know what we should be reducing in our diet, what we should be uh, adding more of in our diet. But I think the question is, because we're all going to cheat, right? Yeah. What are the most dangerous things that we can eat or eat too much of that really we should just eliminate? Okay, yeah. So the, the top of that list has to be uh, trans fats. And trans fats are a processed type of cooking oil that has been shown to increase your LDL or your bad cholesterol and has been shown to, to increase the risk of heart attack and stroke. Now, trans fats are banned in a lot of countries um, because, because they are so unhealthy. They tend to be fats that are used in kind of fast food. So and the reason why they're used in fast food is because they can be repeatedly used and they don't tend to go off. So they can be used for frying food over and over and over again. So you're far more likely to get them in fast food areas. Now, I don't think Singapore has yet banned them. I think they're, they're going to be banned within the next year. So they are still there and you're probably more likely to, to be exposed to them when you're eating out or if you're eating fast food. So that's one thing is possibly to eliminate or try and reduce the amount of fast food you, you're eating and you'll reduce your trans fat intake. All right. Well, how bad for us is salt really? You know, let's face it, food, food tastes better when it's got <laughs> salt in it. You know, so you need some salt for taste. If you're adding it to every meal and you're, if you, let's just say you eat out at Hawker Centers um, every meal, you're going to be consuming an awful lot of salt. Uh, trying to reduce your intake will help and it will help your, your blood pressure in particular. But you do need a little bit in your diet. You can't go completely salt-free. Uh, food just becomes very um, tasteless when there's no salt in it at all. But yeah, definitely don't add it. 
it's usually already there in a lot of foods and sauces, so you shouldn't need to add any more to, to your food. And that's probably a reasonable way to, to start with, with salt intake. Now, sugar has been looked at as, as the new demon in our consumption. How bad for our hearts is it really? Yeah, I think sugar is a, a, big, a big issue. So back in the, in the 70s, the, the, diets, the recommended diet went low-fat. And the, the, the reason why they went low-fat was to try and reduce the, the risk of, kind of heart attacks and strokes. But if you go low something, you have to replace it with something else. So, so basically diets went from having fat in them to having lots and lots of sugars in them. Mm-hmm. And over that time, since the 1970s, obesity has kind of spiraled out of control. And... The, with obesity comes diabetes. So when it comes to sugars, you, I mean, it's fair enough to eat carbohydrates and sugars, but try and eliminate the really simple ones. And the, I guess this, if we're looking for quick pointers for people, the, one of the easiest things to do is to make sure you don't drink your sugar. So when you look at drinks, don't buy drinks that have got added sugar. Don't buy kind of full sugar Coca-Cola, um, I'd say bubble tea as well, full of, full of sugar. These are the problem sugars because when you drink, uh, let's say you have a bubble tea that's got 400 calories of sugar in it, you drink that drink, it doesn't fill you up. You don't stop. You, just, you then go on and eat something else. And, and by eliminating sugar in your drinks, you can very quickly reduce the amount of sugar in your diet. Right, okay, we're speaking with Dr. Michael McDonald from the Harley Street Heart and Vascular Centre. This is not a fun conversation, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was telling it's, you not to eat all the all the things that taste good. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like going back to my grandmother sitting at the dining dining table with me, going, "Eat your vegetables." Pretty much. <laughs> but what else? What else is it? Um, what else can we do for ourselves as far as a diet is concerned? I mean, a lot of people have avoided nuts because they were concerned about the fact that. They were fattening. This is going back maybe 20 years. Now we're being told nuts are very good for us, particularly some nuts like walnuts, which are great for your heart. Mm. So are all nuts equal or are some nuts better than others? And just how much nuts do you eat in a day? (laughs) And how much is too much? Personally, I I eat a lot of nuts. (laughs) I had a bag of macadamias for my lunch. (laughs) But um, I think... When you look at the the styles of eating, like the Mediterranean style of eating, there are a lot of nuts included in that diet. Mm-hmm. I think nuts are they're a good snack. They're they're good for you to include. I think, although they can be quite calorific, a lot of they're not really digested fully because of all the fibre that are that's in them. So they, I think they're relatively safe to eat with regards to um, calories and, and putting on weight. Um, if you're going to have a snack, I would definitely switch a processed snack to some nuts instead. I think that's, a, that's always going to be a good choice for your, for your overall health. In terms of the types of nuts, most of them are pretty good. Uh, cashews tend to be quite high in, in carbohydrates. I often just have kind of a mixed, mixed nuts to get a selection of them. I think it's very difficult. When you, whenever you start looking at single food, like start comparing things like peanuts with cashews and macadamia nuts, if you look at any study, it's, it's very difficult to discern which which component of a diet is is causing problems. Mm-hmm. So I think just as a general rule, nuts are are good, and trying to select out which ones are the best is quite difficult. All right, so you you love your nuts equally. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Now, we've also been told that fruit is better than fruit juice. And we're talking about, you know, the freshly blended stuff. Mm. Um, simply because of the amount of sugars that we can consume within a cup of freshly squeezed fruit juice. So you're saying, you know, that dietary fiber in fruits and stuff like that is something we should be looking at rather than the juices? Yeah, I, I think this, this comes back to the, the processing of food. So in my view, juice is, is, a, is a processed food. If you think about, if you're about apples, so an apple juice, if you eat uh, an apple... It takes time to, to, to eat it. You're eating um, the fiber along with the sugars. And actually, when it hits your stomach, you are, it takes time to process it. It takes time for the carbohydrates and the sugars to enter your gut because you've got to process all the fiber and the cells before they can actually get, get uh, into the digestion system. If you then take away all the fiber by juicing something, then suddenly you've got a really, really sugary concentrated solution. And as soon as you drink it, you're going to get um, very rapid amounts of sugar being absorbed into your bloodstream and that's probably going to cause more um, insulin spikes and and certainly it's concentrating the sugar rather than just eating the whole fruit so i would i would say juices are should be avoided because of the sugar content that you get in the juice mm-hmm. and try and eat a whole fruit if you can all right we've talked about things to avoid you've suggested the mediterranean diet which actually sounds pretty good to me because that's really normally how i eat anyway mine mm. except that i probably have too much red meat uh because i like red meat <laughs> but 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 i do realize that you know we all cheat sometimes and and my steak on friday night is, is sacrosanct but <laughs> <laughs> but what should we eating more of? Okay, so I think I think we all tend to. Well, I don't want to generalize too much, but I think we could probably eat more vegetables, more whole foods. Um, just add when you're when you're making your 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 dinner, add some extra vegetables, some broccoli, some you know, steam it. Don't overcook it. I think that's probably one of the simplest things to do is get is get the vegetables in there. All right. All right. And do you really think that if all of us started doing this and mildly exercising that these really actually quite frightening cardiovascular disease fatalities will come down? Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I mean, the difficult thing is, is that the way that our lives are organized now, we, you know, we, everything's done to make things easy for us. So we need to kind of step away from that and start trying to build um, exercise into our lives, start trying to eat more whole foods. And I think if we did that, we could bring the, we could bring the, the rates of cardiovascular disease down. But it, it's, it's difficult to start changing society. I think we actually have to make changes within the whole society to try and um, improve health. And part of that's going to come down to education, isn't it? I think a lot of the time it's, you know, people don't understand what healthy eating is. And, and I think that comes back to um you know, improving education around food and nutrition. Right. Okay. We've been speaking with Dr. Michael McDonald from the Harley Street Heart and Vascular Center. Doctor, thank you for the information and for the time. Yeah, thank you very much, Clarissa, for having me on. I'm Clarissa Montero for Money FM. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.